No, look at me doing these sessions, like ending right at midnight, like starting yeah, the chat. Yeah, it's like, really good. Yeah, not too shabby, not too shabby. Even though we didn't stop, we didn't start on time. We're not, we're not starting until <laughs> 10 p.m. Still, yeah, yep. most of the time. But uh, I'm managing to squeeze it into like two hours. So mm -hmm. I can't promise it'll happen every time, but it's these last couple have been working. Out. And I mentioned at the end of the last session that was just, or at the end of this session, the end, the, the pacing was just perfect. Yeah, being yeah. able to wrap like every, all the falling action stuff. At the same time. By the way, hello, everybody, and welcome to Chat from the Deep, our weekly live stream post-session discussion where we talk about what just happened during D&D. &D. This is the chat for session 18. We are fully legal. So we don't watch that session yet. Please go do that now because there will be spoilers. I'm your DM, Eric, and we have got Wild Player Chris. Hello. Thank goodness for you, sir. Yeah. I'm trying, you know, I told myself I wasn't going to have any midnight snacks. It's a bad habit. Really? And, uh, but I poured myself another rum and Coke, so. Okay. Still, still, still uh, Coke Zero. Still Coke <laughs> Zero, but, uh, okay. yeah, it's alcoholic drink at after midnight, so. Yep. Gremlin rules. Ray, I miss you. Where are you? Are we still playing D&D? We're still playing, man. Every <laughs> week. We're here every week. That's right. Usually. So big story stuff. Well, we had a boss fight. Uh, we did, yes. Which was a unique boss fight where instead of having to go down and fight the big scary monster, you're going down to rescue yep. the big scary monster. Which which I was... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, please. I, I, I didn't, genuinely wasn't sure from, through most of it whether there was going to be like a second phase. Like, like, okay, now you fight the giant monster. Right. No. Um, yeah. It was not a very difficult fight. Um, mm. It wasn't necessarily designed to be a difficult fight either because right. you guys had been through so much. This, oh, right. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, we're at the end of a very long... Uh, yeah, I mean, this whole dungeon was after a long sequence of crazy yeah, epic yeah. action scenes, and you guys had not long rested at all uh, since all that. I think it was a bunch of short rests, and I think I gave Sovereign like, an extra arcane recovery, but otherwise it was like legit... You know, on your last legs. Now, that being said, you guys still kicked ass through a little bit more than I even thought you would through that final mm -hmm. dungeon. And I, I was thinking about maybe adding some more, another wave of skeletons or something in here, which is actually uh, has scripted in that fight. I guess I can go back to that map. I actually put us on the Runter map. Um, there's supposed to be both allies and enemies that spawn after a couple rounds. The, the priest oh. shows up with those Koatoa, uh, okay. and then a bunch of skeletons also show up. But that would have added to a lot of the chaos. Yeah. I really didn't want to have the Aboleth have more allies because I wanted you guys to be like the saviors and not have like other allies. At some point, it's like, well, why are the players there then? Right. And I don't know. The skeletons, they're just not very fun. Like, there's, it's numbers. They're just skeletons. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I was playing it by ear and be like, all right, if they literally take out like all the skeletons in one round, I'm going to have to add more skeletons to the fight. Like, I had some on the map just oh, in case. Right. But actually, we were missing some attacks, and things That's were happening. True. We, did, we did, yeah, we did, we did have some misses, yeah. So I was like, I think we're fine with just what the numbers we have on there. So it was just the initial fight. How'd you feel about me hand waving the two like bosses nailing each other? Because I had uh, I went back and forth about doing that. That was fine. Um, outside of the one time I wanted you to roll a hit so I could use Which it, which I was like, "That's fair. I, that's totally fair." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I felt like you describing like, oh yeah, well, especially because the Abbot, for the most part, wasn't attacking until the, I guess the end he was. But you describe just describing like, oh yeah, he's paralyzed and the pirate captain is just stabbing him to death. Yeah, like that was more like 
uh, what do you call it, motivation, really. And uh, you could have rolled dice, but at that point, like, you either you have to either um, do your behind the screen DM adjudication on either the dice rolls, like just saying like, oh, it happens, you know, by narrative storytelling, yeah, or on the on the uh, life because you can't, you know, I assume you don't want the pirate captain to actually kill the Avalith. Well, uh, hit points weren't going to matter either way for the most part. Like the Avalith. Yeah. Like, as scripted with the adventure, it's like, hey, they both have half health, and then they're just gonna go. Cra- and I'm looking at the stats, going, "This Atlas gonna kill everything in the room." Like, there's just, there's no yeah, question about yeah. what's gonna happen. So I'm like, I can't right. roll its attacks. Like, it's just, it's gonna feel weird for the. Now, I could play with the fact that the captain, uh, has a unique undead stat block that does allow him to paralyze somebody. Mm. And I thought, well, great, that's cool, I can get that off, and then that would be the good excuse for taking the Aboleth out, and a great excuse for having, because one thing I thought, I was like, oh crap, well, the Skulls are engaged with the Aboleth, so they start trying to deal with the players, and they start getting attacks opportunity, it's just going to get annihilated. But because yeah. we could paralyze the creature, then we could send off the minions to have you properly deal with them. So I, I did like the fact that we could still have it be kind of a rescue mission, and still be able to still hit you guys with those forces, but I also, if you notice... I don't think ever actually attacked you guys with the captain either. I had him right. because he was like laser focused on the Avalon. That was his whole thing. And I, I, yeah, I think that went uh, pretty well with the fact that you guys weren't in any serious danger necessarily. Although if that ongoing effect, which was a, uh, I, I played around with that's a layer action of the Aboleths. Mm. Okay. Is, to, is to get that effect off. So I just try to yeah. narrate it cinematically as like, all right, well, this is the one I want to do like every round as like he's in danger and this is like just the the, the effect happening uh, to every... I, I'm really liking to, to scale up difficulty and make fights interesting, which we did this with the Harbor fights, is like just have ongoing effects that players right. are having to deal with every round yeah. yeah, in addition to whatever the actual like enemy creatures are. Of course right. it's spiced rum. Demnix, is there any other kind? Please. <laughs> And it's delicious. I drink way too much of it, but it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, but I, I wanted to hand wave its attacks and just kind of narrate it cinematically because um, it's very powerful. But on the other hand, I also wanted to explain that like, it's getting very damaged, like it got paralyzed. And you think that if you had, I, w- I wanted to convey the fact that if you hadn't shown up, it really would have been a life or death situation for this creature, but because you did yep. show up, that allowed it, similar to the harbor situation, it's like you guys aren't single-handedly the things that are going to come in and save everything, but because you're there, you help turn the tide. Sure. Water yeah. pun. And mm-hmm. and help, like, rescue whatever situation uh, was in, and this this was definitely yeah. the case for that. Yeah. I forget how much hit points it started out, but I was legit tracking it at one point, and then you did do with your crit like exactly the sixteen that was left on there. So I was like, all oh, right, really? that'll kill okay. him. Up. Yeah. Nice. Which was good timing because I as yeah, I didn't uh, I mean, like you said you never you never had the captain attack us. So right. damage wise, most of the damage I think came from the water that the, rage the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think the occasional skeleton might have hit one or two or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so hopefully it was it was climactic more for the story than the tense like tactical battle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right, I agree. Yeah, and I think that the story bit that came afterwards was riveting. Like, like maybe maybe it's because it was so plot heavy and like 
okay, here's the hook. Like, like, like it's it's literally like like I don't know. In, in a season of TV, like like episode three or four, <laughs> where at the end of it, they like you, you like really shoot, find out. Like, oh drops. no! <laughs> yeah, here's what the show is actually about. Yeah. Like, oh, all right. Now we're now we're invested. Yeah. Yeah, and I was one, and this is something that I disagreed with vehemently from Call from the Deep, where it tells you everything right at the beginning. Oh, and really? Then you go off and investigate. Yeah, they're like, hey, uh, fucking Mind Flayer ship crashed in this island. You got to go check it out. Yeah. And then soon after, you start learning everything about, and and I want to keep that like obfuscated for a while. But we got to this point. I'm like, all right, now this is the perfect opportunity with this particular creature, which I think is scripted to know. Uh, what's going on? That that part is from Call from the Deep. But what I wanted to do was the classic, like, twist of a creepy monster who's actually going to be a uh, surprising ally, which yeah, I yeah. think I've managed to do in all of my campaigns <laughs> at least once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This may be the most surprising entity that I've managed to unleash. But we had a very unique connection with Twirl, and I could play right. on that, and then I could drop the bomb that, like, oh, this is a great expectation style, where it's like, I was your benefactor the whole yes. time, and you just didn't even know it. Which, which that, I, I went back and forth on. I wasn't necessarily locked into that when we started the campaign. There are some story things oh. that I'm locked into, and I'm like, this is what's happening. And others, I'm like, we'll figure that out later, and we'll just see where yeah. the story goes. And I was still figuring this one out. I was like, this, this is a possibility. It could be one of the benefactors. I could use Lord Neverember as the benefactor. Like, I could, you know, there's different mm, yeah. entities out there. But as we got closer, I was like, yeah, I think we can work with this. I think with Toro's connection as speci as specifically and play on the, and Gotwell hates Tentrix. Like, we'll be able, my, my big worry is like, you guys would come kind of like, um, I get UN right? obviously some trepidation, which is, justified as like why the fuck would we work with this creature yeah. like this is crazy but hopefully with those previous yeah uh throughout the, the at least, scene at least for my character it was like the hatred of tentrix overweighed like you said that one thing and you're like on board yeah. you're like all right fine yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and sovereignty took some more convincing because like yeah it's, it's, like, it's like oh she's like where's my reward i need i need yeah, tangible rewards why yeah. yeah exactly yeah in this case he's like Hey, we're, I, what I want to do is like, I'm your information broker. Like I'm your quest giver. Like now I, I yes. know information and that's what you need at the moment is like, where do we go from next? Because it's kind of the classic, like, like not, maybe not guild, but like, like home base quest giver NPC that is sort of your, your Charlie to your Charlie's angels. Yeah. Sort of situation. Yeah. It's a giant tentacle monster, Charlie. <laughs> that's right. The reward. No, I, I thought, I thought the actual, like. Like, like, I don't know, the voice was really good, and the plot stuff was really good, so I, I feel like all three of us were very, like, I don't know if you noticed, but while you were talking, it was just very, like, just all of us, like, watching a movie. It was like, <laughs> we were all just, like, watching, like, like yeah. just, just dialed in, you know? Yeah, it's cool. Uh, and we don't do too many of those, I feel like, we're doing, like, real, mm -hmm. I mean, we were making jokes, but, like, we're, like, real serious, like, story moments that are important, and I knew this was gonna be a big one, because this was a major... Uh, situation that happened, and so there's gonna be a major thing, and, and it really does. This would be like the end of a season, yeah. Basically, in our TV show, is like the big right, like, re right. revelation like, oh shit, and then this guy's behind everything, and now you know, we've got all these different paths to go on, and then the new season starts, right? And I definitely had the specific quests lined up to show you guys, I had that organized, uh, with 
him having some quest ideas, even Lord Never Ember being able to give you some quest ideas. It wasn't necessarily mm -hmm. all like working for this creature. There were some other like things going on, but right. but everything yeah. tied into this attack. Like every there wasn't going to be any at least at the moment just random ass side quests. Like it was so this attack was so important, and all the quests are kind of main quests in a weird way. Like they all they all have to do with following up on this attack. Right. The fallout from what? Yeah, yeah. The, the attack itself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what a list is, Sylvan. I don't. I'm not privy to the conversation. Is this a better character? I uh, maybe she, she, she was. She is so giddy. <laughs> Holy crap! She's so excited about level six. It is adorable. Well, that's jumping up and down. When she first made the character, she's like, I'm, I'm making a necromancer. Yeah. It's like, all right, but yes. It does suck. You have to wait so it long. Doesn't, you yeah. don't. It doesn't come online until considerably later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, level-wise, I mean, pacing-wise is something that's almost locked in yeah. from the start of the campaign when I was that really figuring out where things... Undead. That's the list. Oh, okay. Fun. <laughs> Fantastic. Good pun stuff, yep. yeah. But yeah, anyway, so the, the level pacing is something that's that's uh, that I've got pretty locked in. Yes. Um, although it will change depending on sense. which qu which quest chain you go down, will will kind of change which level you are for those things. But hopefully, it's not going to matter too much in terms of balancing purposes. But yeah, you've essentially entered the like open world portion at this level. You're right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we we yeah we we it, it's felt very direct, fairly directed for the last you know eight seven eight sessions i suppose yes but but yes it's like like uh, okay we and i like that you just you even told us like this is the end of act one you're moving into yeah. the new chapter it's like all right this is the and I, i've talked about this in the crafting streams but what i like from campaigns and I, I try to pace some of my adventures like this is to have those uh contracting moments where things probably start off pretty linearly linearly as you introduce the world and the inciting incident and stuff and then at some point, the world opens up as usually after a big moment, and then we can go do things. Yeah. And then you'll have these moments that are very important that then go into linear action. Right. Again, yes. uh, our rhyme campaign, not to spoil things too much, actually started off a little more open worldy, although you still kind of went in a linear direction around the towns. Had a very clear with the Dwerger plot line with a okay that's a linear thing we have to take care of now and then it opens up again and now okay now we've got all these different quest lines to go to and then eventually you get to the you know where you're only doing main quest and then it kind of closes again sure yeah this one is pretty simple like where that. it was pretty yeah. linear you had a little bit of open on the island where you could choose kind of the order in which you want to do yes. things and then after the island obviously this was a very linear event and now we're gonna uh, open things up again and give you guys a chance to have uh, and I just gave you a bunch of multiple quests to actually right. tackle I don't know if you've ever had multiple quests necessarily to like that were completely separate like areas and quest yeah, lines to go on yeah yeah that very much reminds me of Ryan where it's like okay you yeah. got like here, here's here's your open world quests which ones do you want to go to yeah. and this for folks uh, watching this is where we're going to introduce and I'm going to implement more of the Ghosts of Saltmarsh content into Call from the Deep we've already used two modules from Ghosts of Saltmarsh, which was the very beginning of this campaign, was Sinister Secret of Saltmarsh, the haunted house and the uh, smuggling den and the ship, and a Salvage Operation, which was the uh, the wreck with the that was being destroyed basically while you guys were trying to run out of it. Was another module. Uh, oh, everything right. else has been from Call from the Deep so far, including this uh, dungeon map was all from Call from the Deep. 
Um, and then I'm looking forward to... The, and Call for the Deep also has an open world section here, basically. It's very much like the Storm King's Thunder chapter, Chris, where it's like, here's 30 locations oh, around yes. the entire ocean. Here's and, and there's and a couple one. paragraraphs. want to go there. Yeah, <laughs> of like an encounter. Some of them are like small dungeons, kind of like this one. Yeah, okay. And those are look pretty interesting. Uh, but it's a lot of like things. And then... Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm using the opportunity to basically create bigger quest chain, fewer, but bigger quest chains, um, and then implementing entire modules from Ghosts of Saltmarsh for some of them. Right. I will say, uh, I don't, I don't know if any of the other players care about it, but I do love the interconnected world stuff that's in some of these campaigns. Like, I do love that Slurkrathel is a genuine, like, Mm. menace in Storm King's Thunder, but he's not your final villain. Yeah. So he can show up in this campaign as, well, oh. I don't know if he's going to be the final villain or not. Gosh, but... I forgot to do a fun tease where, because uh, we, we kind of forgot, uh, Kalinar was there in the room. But, yes. Um, I was going to have him, uh, I, was, I wasn't going to do your voice, but I was just going to mention the fact that he, he was going to go help, uh, he was going to travel down to Waterdeep next because he's got an old friend there. Uh, which was uh, me referencing Miri, who... Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Went to water. Yeah. He's going to go she, down there. She's going to be a lord there. Yes. Something, right? ba- yeah. Basically help, like, defend that city, make sure they're prepped, and tell them about everything that just happened yeah. here. He's just going yeah. down the coast, basically taking things. So, yeah, I like the idea that we can use these... And, and I've mentioned the fact that I haven't been able to do that because my last two campaigns, Tomb and Rhyme, were in completely exotic, yes. remote locations yes. of the world, and it wouldn't make a lot For of sure. sense to have those characters just showing up there without and being my last very contrived. Was in, was in dimensions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even really. So we really haven't been able to do it other than like these no. slight references here or there. But this one, I'm like, all right, I've got to be able to use like direct people cameos and having like, yeah, yeah. you know, Homelander show up and all these other like fun <laughs> little bits. They're like, oh shit, it's that, you know, or the MCU yeah. thing. These are in the same universe. Yeah. I do love my shared universe things. Yep. I like that too because I, I mean, I just remember thinking, I mean, even when I was running uh, Storm King Center, I remember thinking like, all right. The idea of Slarkrathel is cool, but but as written, it's like he's this like unknowable, terrible entity that does this terrible thing. He like ca- like he's involved in capturing the the giant lord, but he's not a something you can fight. He's not like a threat you can put down. He's yeah. just you have to run away from him. Yeah, <laughs> it's like all right, that's cool. I I hope they address that at some point. So I don't know <laughs> if they fully address it here, but it's neat that it's like he's coming back. Yeah, I, I can't say anything else, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed yeah. the fact that uh, I mean, when Toral said he was going to do a fathomless warlock, I was like, well, this is a gift yeah, for me because <laughs> I can do all kinds of shit with that. And I yeah. even went back and forth on like, uh, should this Aboleth be just his patron? Maybe that's the twist. Like oh, he's the right. patron. Like, which one's the patron? Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 And I, I did some more research about it. It's like, no, I feel like Abolists are very powerful, but like to really like literally bestow somebody with magical powers and stuff, I feel like it's either a god, a devil, or yeah. some kind of like just ancient avatar creature, which Sarkarthel definitely fits the bill. But yeah, that's a great, you know, motivation for Toral. And like, uh, hopefully we can find something that piques Sovereign's interest. She's just kind of in it for the money and the power. She's the most freelancer one. You obviously got what the... Is, what is... Because I feel like we've, we've touched on... Not Max a little bit with the with the city stuff. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Unfortunately, Mac Mac would have been nice, lot. great to have in this session because yeah. of the the Neverwinter being able to talk to the people and all that would have been. But a, what even is Sovereign? I can't even remember what Sovereign is. It's still pretty nebulous. I hope. Okay. I, okay. I will say I mentioned the I, I I teased a lizard folk thing before with the Swag, okay. I think the Swagan thing. Um. So yeah. hopefully we can build on that. 
but you know, it, it's up to her character ultimately if, if she wants to yeah. have those kind of ties or if she's just in it for kind of the money and the power, which is right, you know, right. fair motivation. I seem to remember something. Wasn't there something about like a star? Uh, there's something about her, like her background was like, I saw a star or something. Yeah, I well, I, I think she was, like, was she the haunted one. Is that what her? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's like yeah. one of the things. Right, one of the background options. Yeah, yeah, she's the haunted one. Like born under a dark star or something. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I trying. Know, I'm I mean, trying to pull may, those. Up, you know, yeah, I, yeah. and Mac, I wanted to have like a specific character, like a, an NPC, like get kidnapped. With, yes. That he cared about. So hopefully, I can create those uh, those motivations because that's definitely yeah. always always a DM concern. Is like make them care about something. Anytime they can, you know, give me a name or or a place or just something you care about, uh, so I can draw from that. Exactly. But with some people <laughs> having having those, that's actually amazing. Tonic's like at some point next campaign, you guys are about to go up against a lizard folk. A lizard folk lich, lich. yeah. <laughs> like that's gonna be a tricky one. <laughs> just a straight bad guy. She just becomes just a, a straight lich. villain with her own like castle and shit. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. I do love her aversion to water. Is fantastic in a yeah. uh, in a water themed nautical campaign. It's it's like yes. having. B.A. Baracus and trying to get on the plane every time. Like, right, yeah, for just, sure. We're going to have to get in the water occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's happening. It's, gonna, it's just... We may have to drug you, but... Uh, yep. It's going to have to happen. I don't know what to tell you. Yep. Yeah, I I do... I did mention in crafting, and I, I made that joke about how I always do the body horror with, with Reese. I don't know what it is yes, about that is, the kind of characters yeah. he plays, the kind of stuff that is fun to do with him, but... We just end up doing some it kind of unique. <laughs> it just it just works out. That I mean, like he literally picked the character that was like perfect to have this happen here too. Yeah. But I was yeah. cognizant, of, like, look, I don't want to turn him to like one of those like Aboleth creature things or anything crazy like that. Like at least yet. <laughs> right. And this gives me a unique opportunity because a lot of times with this world, I'm always like, well, gosh, yeah. Unless you're like operating on a local scale with the city, it's really hard to like check in with your like boss your quest giver and like yes. actually make that matter after you officially learn like get that information and right. if we're about to go out in the ocean and do all this other crap like when are we going to even have that kind of build up so i wanted yeah, to make sure yeah. other than handing somebody a sending stone and be like hey here's her cell phone we can keep in touch which i've right. done hey let's just do this magical thing that okay now you're just linked to this creature permanently and you can converse with each other and boom yeah, there you go yeah that's yeah keep each other updated sense. on that <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, you're right. It is like, when are you gonna get back? When are you gonna be back here again? Right? Like, it's just yeah. What I what I haven't been able to do uh, well, or having an opportunity to do, is I guess Ryan was probably the closest, which is to have like a hub area and then explore around it, but be able to return to that hub area frequently enough, and then build up those relationships and stuff. We did that a yeah. little bit with Rhyme. I think we went to Bryn Shander like three or four times over the course of the campaign, which was probably right. the most we had. Like maybe checked in like three times or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, That's even true. then, you yeah, you go, did, for, yeah. you just have to travel further and further away, and you're just not even like checking in very well. Uh, right. With Tomb, there was nothing like that because you just went to the jungle and that was it. Mm-hmm. And then with here, you've been zipping around in different locations this whole time. Finally, circling technically back to Neverwinter, I guess our prologue. Session zero was started oh, here. Oh right, we left from here. Yeah, yeah. Started with. And I think 
I, we sh- both of us should keep this, the the pacing of this episode in mind in the future because I do I do I've realized maybe not on this session but this session backed it up when you're doing a boss fight you want the boss fight to be the very fucking first yeah, thing that happens for sure because falling action is so important after a boss fight yeah and when you do the boss fight starting halfway through the session you got no time for it at the end yeah. you just have to start going like and you guys look at the dungeon and you get this and you get that and you just you know you end yep. up just hand waving so much stuff where i feel like in this session you had a lot of time to sort of like let us explore the narrative stuff at the end of the boss fight. Let us explore the... Uh, we had a ton of the, time, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was actually worried at one point that, like, oh, shit, we're going to, like... Like, I'm going to end this se- session early if we get to this fight too fast. Mm. But we started missing attacks, and it, it actually took up longer than I it thought took, it would. But when yeah, initially yeah. you guys just started kicking ass, I was like, dang, this is going to go by really quick. And I was like, all right, I will immediately shut the Ablith down and par- and leave him paralyzed like a couple rounds and yeah. just have the skeleton and then end up taking a, a decent amount of time still. But I'm just remembering so many boss fights where like we, you and I both have like set up like the journey to the boss being in the same session as the boss. Yeah. And that the 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 end result of that being you end up just rushing no to the, the after the after effect after you after you finish the fight. Yeah, I But I feel like this this is the right timing. This like this session is the right cadence of like Fight, doing a, a climactic fight and then having the fall, the narrative action and then having the falling action. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of the, the best boss fights we've had have like started the start of a session too. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And that's pacing is, is you can plan it, but it's, it's just hard depending on what's going to happen in the session. Uh, you know, it's not scripted. You can, again, you yeah. can plan for the script as much as you want, but it's just how the dice goes, what the, actions people do sometimes turns just take longer or whatever happens right but i I am leaning towards like in the future like even if i feel like i've got you know it's only like 11 30 my time or something and we're not going to start this boss fight but i'm like maybe i should just end the session early and then we can start a boss fight next session if i know this is like a major moment with gonna with some important stuff afterwards yeah yeah which i don't think hasn't come up yet but it's something I should be cognizant about is like, or, or be willing to stop it like halfway in a fight, which, which yeah. is very we, we, rare. We hate, I know, I, neither, neither one of us we hate stopping in the middle of a fight because it's real <laughs> awkward, but it, it does come up where it's like, this is just, it needs to, to end here. Cause man, the, yeah, just the general energy level of trying to end clo- as close to midnight as possible. Obviously it'd be great if we could start earlier, but we got fucking kids and everything is tricky, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Uh, and it's ninety percent usually my kids are being a pain in the ass, um, but the end time, yeah, seems to be just works really, really well for this group. Yeah, and we don't take a break. That's a big thing. Like we, that's yeah, not we, anymore. We, we just we did the patron game last night, which we go three hours. Sometimes we do four, but I've been thankfully getting closer to three most of the time. And we do a break yeah. uh, halfway. We do okay. like a, a solid yeah. 10 we minute break. To. We, we, we used to. We used to. We used to. Yeah, I think we did. When we stopped. We did but, longer yeah. set when we were actually starting at like 9.30 and we go longer. Yeah, but here I think that's the trade-off is we 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 don't do the break, but we just go a solid like two hours or so. Yep, yep. I think we could go longer if we started earlier, but it's because, but I don't think we can go longer by going later is something I've definitely. Yes, yes. Uh, we, we, we could go longer by going later, but just the, the payoff engagement, is very, the engagement yeah, starts it's real, real dwindling. <laughs> yeah, unless it's like, we need to just like finish this combat round, like a, another round right. or two, but, and then I might just end things. But yeah, for boss fights, especially, I agree. I, I think 
having it be able to kick off right at the start of a session has worked very, very well. And boss fights usually take a full session, though, frankly. This one yeah. did not. This one, it was a very short and like not too crazy about it. Yep. So we could still fit the entire falling action in, which was very handy because I had a lot of falling action with this one. This was a big one. I had scripted a lot of stuff involved, a lot of uh, story stuff that we learned, it, new quests to give everybody. Yeah, yeah it was a yeah. big narrative episode while, while still having a big fight at the start of it. And we'll, and we'll start with more narrative stuff too, frankly. Like you've got more right. like leads and stuff. So we're actually going to go from narrative to narrative scene. Yeah. Which is good. I, you know, pacing wise, we had a ton of action and combat for. We did for like three many sessions. sessions? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. blew our whole budget for the season, <laughs> and now we need to now like we're gonna have a talkie, a talkie. We're gonna have to have a talkie episode, like half of this episode, and then like probably most of next episode. Frankly, with the level up and everything, I could see us very much like just having mostly a talkie episode. Yep. Uh, yep. Next episode. And figuring out where you're going to go next. Now, normally I'd be very nervous about that and have to ask you guys, okay, which quest line do you want to go on? But this one, it I was, was designed. Yeah. Well, I, yes, but this one was designed like you need more information first. Like you need to literally go yeah. talk to your contacts okay. and get that contact. Right. So you don't know, like, so I couldn't really ask you that without further like going down those quest lines. And right. again, I'm confident one of them is way closer than the others. Um, that you will be tackling that one next. It's just going to make the most sense. Yeah. yeah. So I can, I can work on that one next. Yeah. All right. Anything else about session 18? Good one. Good one. Yeah, I liked it. All right. That'll do it for this chat from the deep. Thank you to Chris. Thank you to all the wonderful fans for watching. Thank you to the patrons. And we will see you next week. See you next week.